Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Julie Lopez, how are you doing tonight? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here tonight. I'm so excited to have you on. It's going to be super powerful. Listen, guys, before the broadcast, we were both saying, you know, she's like, I feel so nervous. I was like, I feel nervous. But the thing is, every time we're going to get on these live streams, we never know what God is going to do. So there's that sense of like that beginning nervousness of what God is going to do. But I really believe tonight, Julie, that the Holy Spirit is just going to speak out of us, that the Holy Spirit is going to heal. The Holy Spirit is going to deliver. And there's people in the chat right now that say, man, I was in witchcraft for years and God just brought me out. And so I know there's a lot of people that are just coming out of witchcraft witchcraft. There's a lot of Christians that honestly, Julie, and you know this, they don't ever hear about witchcraft in their church, especially in America, right? Pastors don't talk about it. They don't discuss it. And so I think it's important that we pull the covers on the enemy. We expose the works of darkness. We tell people the dangers of astral projection, of Ouija boards, of seeing mediums, of yoga, of meditation, all this new age stuff that you've seen opens the door to demons. I've seen opens the door to demons. So what I love to do is just Again, this is your platform. This is your show. Feel liberty. Don't feel nervous. Don't feel restricted. Just sharing your testimony, you know, what you were raised in, how you were involved in witchcraft, and then we'll go into how you got saved and and what you're doing now. So feel free. The floor is yours just to share your testimony. So, yeah. So first of all, I just want to say that many people say, like, why do you speak so much about demons? Why are you always talking about, you know, the occultism and demons and darkness and deliverance? And let me tell you something, like, we are not talking about darkness to exalt darkness, but we are doing it to expose darkness and exalt the name of Jesus. So yes. this is what deliverance ministry is about. It's about exposing darkness and also uh, uh, um, for Jesus to manifest through us. So that is the first thing that I want to say. And I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you take control over this life, that Lord, that every person that is watching right now, Lord, that can be set free. And I just declare, Holy Spirit, that it's going to be you through me speaking what you want me to say. And I just declare, Father, an atmosphere of freedom right now, Father. We come against every spirit of division, of anxiety, every Father, a spirit that's trying to come against the connection, Father, right now in Jesus' name. We shut down the four corners of our houses with the blood of Jesus. And we just declare, Father, a mantle of invisibility upon our lives right now. Thank you, Father, because we have overcome by the power of the blood of Jesus by the power of the testimony and one more time tonight jesus your name is going to yes. be glorified so we just exalt your name right now jesus we worship you lord in jesus name we pray so yes yeah, so lord. for those of you that don't know me uh, my name is julie lopez um i'm originally from colombia this is where i am right now i moved one week ago from the uk the lord sent me and my family here uh, to Latin America to do ministry. So we basically gave up our life in the UK just to come in here and to, and to uh, follow God, God's dream. So I'm back in my land after 25 years. And wow. the Lord told me, I'm sending you to Colombia as Moses. I took you out of your land, gave you an education, raised you up in Europe, and now I'm sending you back as Moses. So that for me was... Um, 
impactful, right? So I was born here in Colombia, and it's actually amazing that I'm sharing my testimony from, from this country. So um, I was born in Colombia. I moved to Spain when I was uh, probably like five or six years old, and then I was raised in Spain, and I was moved to the UK when, I, when my dad died, I was 19. So my family, we never, we never learned witchcraft from a book. We never attended any school of, you know, witchcraft spells. So we never did that. It was so natural in our family that we, ne we didn't even call our, ourselves like witches. Oh, never. So my great-grandmother, she died in 2019 and she never called herself a witch. She wow. never, but she used to do, um, she used to be a medium. So people used to go to her uh, uh, to talk to the dead. So she, demons used to come to her and uh, speak through her. And you know, mediums use um, familiar spirits and they uh, speak and it's not actually the person speaking it. the dead. It's, it's, it's the familiar spirit. So these familiar spirits, they are assigned to certain families and they know the history and the background of the family. So she was talking through those demons, used to do also abortions, healings, obviously not real healings, exorcism. So she, she used to do actually um, all of these things. And then what happened was that obviously she uh, got involved, um, my mom, then my mom, me. But as I said before, this was completely normal for us. This was our daily bread. So we never call ourselves witches. We never learn from, 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 from a book how to cut spells. Like it was natural. We will come with an idea. Okay, let's do, let's do this to open portals. Let's do, let's speak to demons. So we, we just did it like natural. So when people ask me, was the name of the spell that you were casting? I'm like, I thought we never named them. We just did it and it worked, right? Wow. So what happened was that I remember since a really young age, I remember I used to have like this, my spiritual senses were quite activated since a really young age. And I believe that when I was young, my great-grandmother took me to a place with a man and she placed me into this circle of fire and they were doing something like a sort of ritual with me there but i was wow. really young i was like two years but the weird thing is even though i was so young i still remember clearly certain things that happened to me when i was really young one of them was dreams and another one was supernatural encounters with the enemy and i just want to say something something that i found really interesting when i became christian was the similarities between darkness and mm. light and how the enemy copies absolutely everything and i would like to talk maybe later about tongues about sacrifices and the blood of jesus and about prophetic acts because coming out from that place i realized that wow why christians they are not doing this and some people do and it's so much you know confusion and division in one thing and the other and people don't understand the power of the blood and mm. the sacrifice and what is the meaning of that and that is the basic of christianity if you yeah. don't know the power of the blood what is the sacrifice you have missed the point completely of what Come jesus on. did in the cross for you so when i became christian i realized like wow you know darkness we used to speak in tongues you know, for sacrifices, we used to use blood and prophetic wow. acts because witchcraft is prophetic acts. 
right? And then I became Christian and I'm here like, like Holy Spirit, like, so if I do this, am I doing witchcraft? And the Holy Spirit told me the enemy doesn't copy, the, the enemy doesn't create, the enemy copies. Wow. So the enemy takes everything that was given to us and he copies. And one of the things that I realized was the rainbow. The rainbow was given to us as the perfect covenant. Come and on. now they are using it for the LGBT, right? Mm -hmm. So then I realized, wow, so Christians are calling witchcraft what it was giving to us. And now this is why we have so much warfare in church and this is why churches are not doing warfare because the church doesn't know spiritual warfare and the church doesn't know how the enemy works so wow. for you to be able to go to a spiritual warfare for you to be able to do deliverance i'm sorry let me tell you something you need to know how the enemy works it's Come not on. about you it's not about you giving more priority to the enemy but Everything that happens in the natural realm is a manifestation yes. of what is happening in the spirit. So when a soldier, when an army is going to war, they first analyze, you know, who That's is good. their enemy. And it's the same thing that as, as Christians, we should, we should be doing. Who is our enemy? How is our enemy attack? And then with those strategies, that's how we go and take territory and we do deliver on some people. So I didn't want to go on that way. But That's so good. So, so what happened was that, um, so that happened when, when I was young, that kind of, sorry guys, you hear dogs in the background. Oh, it's okay. We can't you, um, and uh, what happened was that, so my great grandmother did that kind of ritual with me when I was young. I believe something was activated in me at that time. But also what happened was that my aunt, so she was the first one in the family to be Christian by that point. She was taking me to church. She was taking me to Sunday school when I was really young. So I believe when I became Christian, I asked God, like, why are you protecting me so much? I could have died in so many occasions. Why I didn't die and why other people die? And the Lord told me because your life was consecrated. There was a fight in the spirit when you were young for darkness and light and your aunt by taking you to church every sunday she was consecrating you and i remember myself then i started to have these visions of being in sunday school and seeing the manifestation of the holy spirit in church and i was just crying and giving thanks to god because i was being consecrated so that's when I believe the spiritual warfare in my life has started to happen because now darkness was fighting for me, but also Jesus was fighting for me. Wow. So the first encounter that I had with the enemy, remember no one, like I didn't have anyone telling me about, you know, darkness, demons, like any of that. It was just natural for me. It was just experiences. And what happened was that when I was young, I had this, this was my first encounter. I was sleeping with my mom. And suddenly I hear someone entering the room. I wasn't dreaming. I wasn't, I wasn't hallucinating. It was real. I hear someone coming in, like, into the room and I hear steps like that. I don't know if you guys can hear. Coming inside the room. And suddenly this evil thing, this demon was speaking in tongues and mm. he was singing. So he was speaking in tongues and singing and he was like, but I knew that his voice was evil. I knew that it wasn't right because the atmosphere suddenly became really heavy and mm. with a lot of fear, right? So this thing came in inside the room and he was going around the room, singing in tongues, 
singing in tongues. I didn't even know what he was saying because I didn't know what type of languages that was. So he was singing in tongues. And then what happened was that he started to touch my feet. So he lifted the blankets and I felt these hands, like really hot hands touching my legs and my feet. And for many years, I had issues in my knees. I had to quit playing basketball. I had to quit playing uh, wow. um, dancing. And it, it wasn't until recently that someone from uh, uh, the ministry that I'm part of, I told him, my knees keep hurting. I can't even bend down anymore, even to pray, even to worship. I can't do it. He came for me. He prayed for me. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of that experience. And he told me, even from that age, the enemy was binding you because he knew that you would travel to, to the nations. Uh, wow. I also love to flag. I love to dance. So the enemy was kind of like bringing infirmity in my knees. And from that moment, something broke. And my knees, I, I, I didn't feel any pain anymore. So I believe that something happened that day. So wow. I have that experience. And then when that was happening, I remember I passed out. I don't know what happened. And the next day, my mom wake up. And all my family knows this. They know that Yuli uh, saw Satan. They say Satan because they didn't even know. And what happened was that the same day, I was looking myself in the mirror. So just to let you know that I almost lose my mind because of that experience. I was so young. No one explained to me anything. I just knew something came in my room. He was trying to grab me. I keep hearing these things. But obviously because of the spiritual battle that it was around, I didn't know how to deal with that. So then the next day, I was looking myself in the mirror and suddenly I saw these eyes of fire in the mirror coming to me like that. Again, I was like shocked. I didn't know what I was experiencing. And when I became Christian, curious enough, I had a dream. And in this dream, I saw Jesus walking in the street and he kept calling me, he kept calling me. So I, I was just running towards Jesus and I was just, Jesus, wait for me, wait for me. So I keep following him. He started to go up some stairs and I went up with him. When we reached the top, Jesus turned around. His face became like, like, like a lion with, eye, with fire in his eyes. And he jumped on me. And when I wake up, the Holy Spirit told me the experience that you had when I was young, it was the fire, the lion of Judah. You having that re revelation and that encounter. But because I was experiencing all this darkness, so all of these experiences for me were... Um, really strong if you want to speak just let me know no no no. Talking. it's good it's good I'm, I'm i'm getting fired up i'm listening it's so good so 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 uh, uh, all of that happened so i grew up um experiencing all of these things obviously a, a, a lot of abuse also physical abuse psychological abuse as i grew up then after that we moved to spain so in spain uh, what happened was that my mom used to attract all of these witches. And the reason why is because uh, uh, demons attract themselves. Yep. I don't know if you have ever heard like, oh, I deal with this. And then I'm having friends that also deal with the same thing. And I'm like, those are demons that, you know, attract themselves like, yep. like magnets. Right. So my mom used to attract all of these witches. So uh, what happened was that at the age of 12, something in me got activated. So I was having already dreams. 
I would have ambitions. My um, ear has been always quite sensitive. So even now I have to sleep with earplugs because I, I keep hearing things. So I have to actually, when I go to sleep, put something in my ear so I could sleep. So at, at the age of 12, suddenly I started to read people's minds and I didn't know wow. anything about this. No one told me. I started to read people's mind. I started to realize that, oh, my dreams now are happening. They are becoming, they're becoming true. I'm declaring things and I'm like killing people with my words and these things wow. are manifesting. And I remember at the age of 12, I wake up one morning to go to school and I had a dream the night before. And the dream was about a terror attack in Madrid. Some trains exploded. And ne the next morning at 8 a.m., I put the news and they were saying that, you know, that there, that there was an explosion on the trains and blah, blah, blah. I got so shocked that I started to cry because I didn't know how to control that. Like, mm. no one told me, like, Yuli, you have this. So what happened was that my mom brought inside the house a witch, a white witch. So for those of you that don't, don't, don't know there, different types of witchcraft. Yeah, explain the different types of witches, the white witch, the black witch, because people hear, you know, white witch, oh, that's the ones that aren't bad. But explain to us the difference between the white witch and the black witch. So the white witchcraft is basically the ones that they, they say is innocent. They mm. say, oh, you know what, this is, this is nothing. But this is what I always say, like, it's not about being good or bad, but it's about who is your source. Which mm. spirit is guiding your spirit, your experience? This is why for us, the prophetic is guided by who? By the Holy Spirit. Yes. If you are Christian and you are using certain things or doing prophetic acts, not guided by the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something, you're doing witchcraft. Mm. So this is why between the prophetic and witchcraft, there is this thin line that you can cross at any time if you're not guided by the Holy Spirit. So why magic? We used to do white magic, like innocent white magic, like white, white, white spells, no harming anyone, loving nature, right? And then black magic, we also had like green magic, red magic, all of that stuff. But from one point to another one, we have also the black magic. So this is the one that is used to control people, to manipulate people, to even to kill people, to put infirmities on people, to bind people in poverty, in infirmities. So that is the black uh, witchcraft and it's used also with a blood animal, a human blood. So that is the black witchcraft. So this white witch came inside the house and she told my mom, your daughter has something and we need to train her. So wow. she became my first uh, mentor, my, my first uh, uh, trainer. And she started to tell me all of these things that you are experiencing, all of these things is because something has been activating in, in you and you need guidance. So she started to, to teach me why uh, witchcraft, how to read candles, how to, you know, declare things in the atmosphere and things will change. This is why prophetic people, we need to be careful because the anointing of the prophet is in their mouth. The mm. anointing of the prophetic people is in their mouth. What, what you are declaring, you are releasing those words into the atmosphere. If it's bad, the demons are there, grab those words and manifest them into the reality. This is why some of you might be saying, why am I suffering with this? Why are my children doing this? Or maybe you release some words into the atmosphere that you need to remove the legal right to the enemy in order for the enemy to live and to break that legal right. 
So she started to tell me, you know, the power of the words. But she told me, you cannot use your words to harm people, to do this uh, type of things, change all of that for good, your dreams. She taught me how to control my dreams, how to like switch having bad dreams to good dreams. She basically told me about the power, the inner power that I had and how to control that power and how to use that for good. Obviously, wow. it's not good. Every type of witchcraft is bad. Say Let me it. explain that again. Every type of witchcraft is bad. Don't tell yes. me that you are a Christian. And I, this is really makes me angry. Christian people doing tarot cards reading. Come Christian on. people burning sage. Christian people going to mediums. And I'm like, are you Christian? You know, in the Bible said that you cannot drink from the cup of the of Come the on. enemy and from the cup of God. Like, or you are here or you are there, but you cannot be lukewarm, right? So, so good. After this, uh, so I, I was trained by this witch. Then we moved to a different city, right? And what happened was that a black, a black witch or a witch that was in black witchcraft uh, came to our house. My mom became like best friends with her. But also my mom always had a best friend here in Colombia and she was always like her witch. She was always astro projecting into our, our house. She could see in the spirit, the state of our house. So she will come in there. She will tell us, okay, guys, there is something in here. You need to do this. Like she will kind of like guide me and also like train us in that area. So she was like a witch of her rank, but um, she wasn't moving in black witchcraft as such, right? So wow. when this black witch, let's call it like that, she, she wasn't black, she was moving black witch yeah, stuff like that. Gotcha. I just want to make that clear because a lot of people have said, oh, you're saying the black witches. No, yeah, no, yeah. a witch that moves in black witchcraft. So this witch in Colombia told my mom, you had left someone come into your house that is not coming with good intentions. Be careful. But my mom was thinking that she was jealous because witches are territorial right yes. so when you are assigned into a place you don't want to leave that place that is your place you have authority over that house over that region and you don't want to move from there right so this witchcraft this black witch came in and again she told my mom your daughter has something we need to train her so again my mom hear that again and she was like it's all yours so we did a ritual and wow. they consecrated me to a principality that is in Santeria is one of the, is called Huacaipuro. So it's one of the three Bene, Venezuelan powers. So in the Venezuelan wow. powers, there are three, Maria Leonza, Negro Felipe, and Huac, 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 uh, the, sorry, Huacaipuro. So what happened is that he now became my spirit guide, right? So this so spirit, could, you're talking about a principality, the spirit became your spirit guide once she dedicated, basically she dedicated you to him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. So he and this demon, basically what he does is that he basically brings destruction. He brings anger, depression, anxiety. And that was like after that, exactly what I was dealing with. Wow. So let me tell you the whole, the whole story. So they basically, we did a ritual. 
they consecrated me to this demon. They gave me a coin because a coin is a sign of covenant, an object. Mm. This is why you need to be careful with the things that you bring inside your Come house. On. If you have done witchcraft in your house, let me tell you something. It's time for you to remove all of those things related with occultism, dream cultures, crystals. You don't need any of that stuff in your house. Okay. So I have this coin that represented the covenant with this demon. Right. So he became my spirit guide. So even we should have a spirit guide. Mm. Let me tell you that. I'm just trying to show you the similarities Good. between this side and this side. Right. So he became my spirit guide. I could ask him for things. Uh, he will help me. But what happened was that this this witch now was turning. Uh, she was like kind of like turning me and or, or helping me to be to move in black witchcraft. Right. And because I had so much anger. And, and hate, I was becoming like, you know, black. I was starting to get involved in black witchcraft. I started to astro project. I started to, my, 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 suddenly what I have learned now, it was turning into, into dark. So this spirit guy, this demon, I could hear him. I could smell him. I could see him every time that I needed something. He wow. will call, he will call. But let me tell you something will happen with demons is that they need blood in order to increase the power. Mm. And for you, in order also to increase the power, there has to be a, there, there has to be a sacrifice. There wow. has to be blood, right? So this is why we have the blood of Jesus. And this is why many Christians are walking in destruction and in yep. poverty and in all of these things because they don't understand the power of the blood of Jesus, right? And so what happened is that if you don't give them what you want, they start to torment you with like suicide and I started to cut myself because wow. that's blood, right? Wow. So, so um, we started to, to do rituals in the house. We started to do ceremonies in the house. I never like to speak about what, what type of rituals because people, I don't want people to know yeah. what's the name of this ritual or what is it specifically. I just want people to know that this is real, that I came yeah. out of that and I'm free now, right? So I don't want to make good. emphasis in that, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we did different rituals, uh, 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 calling demons, uh, a lot of black stuff in that house. And what happened was that we started to open a portal for death, destruction, anxiety, and suicide, all of that happening in our in our in our house i mm. started also to try to commit suicide because i was being tormented i i just wanted to 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 die so i started to cut my my uh my veins without realizing that what i was doing was a blood sacrifice mm. for this demon right wow. and then what happened was that so this is really interesting because remember i didn't know anything about Christianity. I knew that some members of my family, we used to read the Bible because some uh, type of witchcraft, they also use the Bible. Yes, they which understand. is so crazy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it is. So we used to believe in Psalms 23 and Psalms 91 to the point that when my dad died, that's all we keep repeating. And I memorized Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 and I wasn't even Christian. Right. So there are certain Bible verses that, you know, they understand that there is that there, that there is power and they use and people might, might say, well, why? Why? How is that possible? There is something there that there is power and they grab those words and they and they start to declare those words. So what happened was that one week before my dad died. So this is where, where things start to get intense. Right. 
what happened was that I had a dream. I have been always a dreamer, but this dream in particular, I didn't understand until I became Christian. I dreamt that these black bears related to death, I always forget the name of them. Crow. They came, it's a crow, yeah. They came into my room and they were trying to attack me. But what mm. happened was that my dad came, he opened his hands and these birds started to hurt his head and I wake up from the dream. So what happened was that we did a ritual. I will tell you guys after I share with you this, what the dream means. We did a ritual as many other times at the entrance of our house. We sit in a circle because circle means unity. And this is something that I understand how, you know, witches and satanists, they understand unity. They wow. are so organized. They understand ranks. They understand, you know, how things work. And then we have the church of Christ divided, the church of Christ fighting for positions and the, and the, and the, and the church of Christ like just going in circles and fighting. And it's like, what guys are you doing? There is a spiritual warfare. There is a war in the spirit. And you guys are wasting your time bringing division. Come and, on. you know, coming against the name of Jesus. Because by you doing those things, you are kind of like insulting Jesus and what yeah. he did in the cross for you. So we sit and this is something that, you know, when Christians are praying in circle, grabbing their hands, that's powerful. Because yep. that circle means unity, right? Mm. So we sit right there in circle and we started to pray in tongues. So this is when people start saying, oh, uh, Christians, they speak in tongues, that's witchcraft. That is not witchcraft. That was given to us. Come and on. what happened was that now the enemy is grabbing it. And now the enemy, that's why the enemy is gaining so much power and is advancing his kingdom because the church is sleeping. Because the, 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 the church are calling what is good, bad, and what is bad, good. Come and this on. is something that I don't understand. So we were sitting in there speaking in tongues because we knew that by speaking in tongues, we could also access the spiritual realm, right? Demonic so tongues, we were right? We're speaking in demonic yes, tongues. Okay, yes, okay, gotcha. sorry, sorry. No, no, yes, no, to make it's it good. clear. <laughs> demonic tongues. So we were there. This is why, let me tell you something. When I became Christian, I struggled so much with tongues because mm. I keep thinking that it was witchcraft. Wow. I, 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 and it was until maybe like three, four years ago that, you know, that broke in me because I didn't want to do witchcraft. So I keep saying, Holy Spirit, I think this is witchcraft. I don't want to do it. I don't want to open my mouth. And so anyway, so we did that circle. We started to speak in tongues and this black witch, the main one, she, uh, a demon came and started to speak through her and she started to give kind of like prophecies to all of us right and then what happened was that she she looked at my mom and she told my mom someone in your family even her voice changed everything changed she told my mom someone in your family is going to die in one week so wow. she released a declaration of death this is why words are so important if we knew what we know now we will have come against that. We will yeah. probably break that in the name of Jesus, anoint, re, like reverse all of that. But we didn't, we didn't know. So what happened was that my mom started to cry. And this demon started to ask, do you want to know who? Do you want, want, want to know who? And I look at my mom and I told her, I don't want to know because if it's me, I don't want to wow. know. Wanna <laughs> so we closed the session. And I remember because there were like so many arguments in our house 
the, this black witch told me, you would want to come to live with me for a season. So I was already living in her house. She was already like training me, teaching me all the more things, social projection, a lot of things, courses on people, all of, all of that stuff. And what happened was that one week later, exactly on a Sunday on the 20, 28th of September, 2008, I think it was, my mom called this black witch at five in the morning and she said to her, come quick because something happened. She, the witch didn't want, want to tell me. All the way to our house, she had a smile on her face. So I was thinking maybe they had an argument. You know, they've been arguing. There's been a lot of stuff in the house. As soon as I arrived in the house, my mom was outside with my little brother. He is 16 now. He was two by that point. And my mom was like crying. She was like shocked. She couldn't even speak. She, it was just awful. So I got concerned and I was like, something happened. So I went inside the house. As soon as I went inside the house, there was this black cloth, like, you know, this heaviness when you enter into a place and you know, whoa, what is this? And suddenly something pushed me down and I knew something happened because of the atmosphere that was moving in that, in that, in that place. I saw the light in my parents' room uh, on. So I went there, my dad wasn't there. And suddenly I have the feeling to go into the storage that we had next to the house. So I ran outside. I knew what I was going to find there. So I kind of like push the door and I saw my dad there and he just committed suicide. No. He hung himself there. He left a note. And obviously as I saw my dad there, I entered into, you know, anxiety, attack, crying, Obviously, my relationship with my mom was always bad. We never had, even though we were doing Sanchez witchcraft and all of these things, I used to hate her. Let me tell you that. I used to hate wow. her. We didn't have wow. a good relationship. We, did, we used to fight. We used to, I used to just, like, you know, put spells on her to, like, to kill her. It was just crazy, right? So then the only man that loved me, that I thought I loved me, that protected me, now it was gone. Wow. So that for me, I entered into a lot of rejection, anger. I became even darker there. I became even like, why this happened? And you know what happened when my dad died? Remember the witch that was in Colombia, right? Yeah. Out of nowhere, she called my mom and she told her, I tried to astro project into your house to see what is going on because I'm concerned. She said, there was this black cloth around your house. Some, someone of high rank has came into your house and I know that your husband has died. That's what she wow. said. I know that he has died. And she told my mom, let me tell you something. I told you about the black witch. She didn't come with good intentions. She, she was trying to destroy the family to kill you guys. And now she, because she was jealous of what we as a family, we were carrying, right? So my mom obviously told uh, the woman this happened he committed suicide let me tell you something that black witch until that happened she disappears she left we didn't know any anything about her she completely disappeared wow. out of the picture right and now i entered into this battle with this demon 
with all of this anger, with all of this rejection. I left my mom, I left the house. I started to drink. I started to still try to commit suicide. My dreams, this demon was coming to try to get me. I got a boyfriend by that point. And because he was the only thing that I had, I was doing witchcraft on him because I knew I don't want to lose him. And I knew everything that we used to break, I knew he's going to come back because I'm doing witchcraft. I have the power. He's coming back. So I knew that he is coming back, right? So I went through all the process of hate, of anger, of rejection, of witchcraft, of doing witchcraft on people, on hating everything, hating my life, trying to commit suicide, blood sacrifices, all of that stuff. And then one day, this is when I met Jesus. Did you work with me? Come on, come on, <laughs> so good. Yeah, go into it, so good. But Jesus, and I remember, I remember one day we, um, I went to visit my mom, in Spain to Benidorm because I was living in a And how old were you at this area. point? How huh? old were you? How old were you at this point when you? 19. Okay. So um, what happened was that we went to a church and this church, they were giving prophecies. Remember, because we come from the occultism, so we were interested in prophecies in the future, in what yeah, are yeah. the people saying? So uh, someone took us there and they started to give us a prophecy to me, my brother and my cousin, that we will be moving to London, that we will be studying. And my mom said, like, oh, this is not a witchcraft. Why are they saying the same stuff to all of them? That's not how it works. So she got angry and we left the church. But what happened? I moved to my city. I came back. And what happened was that I started to feel like this desire in me, like, hmm, what about if there is something called prophecy? What about if, if people can prophesy and what, what they prophesy was true? And, you know, funny, uh, the story ends in one year later, I moved to London. I, you know, studied English. So everything that they were prophesying over our wow. lives became true. So I started to have that feeling of like, okay, maybe there is something more, maybe. And I was so lost that I just remember like just being desperate and I was living with someone she wasn't even Christian she wasn't even anything I told her do you know of any churches but no Catholic churches because I come from Catholicism and it's boring I want something yeah. different and she told me there is a church in the next city you might like it so I went there to that church with so much expectation I went like you know, when a little kid is going for the first time to, yeah. I don't know, to Ligola yeah. or to these places. And you are, you are like, what is going to happen, right? So I went there into that church. It was a really small church. And the apostle of the house, when he saw me that as soon as I was stepping into the atmosphere, I started to shake. Mm. And, you know, I didn't have a crazy deliverance right there manifesting, vomiting, but, you know, and this man came and he hugged me and I haven't felt a love like that in my life. And I started to cry and to shake. And suddenly something in me felt different. Mm. I felt love and I couldn't stop shaking. And I keep saying, what is this feeling? Why am I shaking? Why am I crying? Why I feel loved? What, what is this feeling? And I got so addictive to that presence that even though the city was far from me, I keep going twice per week to that place for that encounter with the Holy Spirit. And every time, let me tell you something, every time that I went to the church, every, as soon as I crossed in, 
the presence will follow me. I, 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 I couldn't, I would leave that place shaking. And one day I told my friend, I need to take you somewhere. And we, need, we, we used to go out together, get drunk, party, do crazy stuff. And I told her, I want to take you somewhere. I think you are going to like this. <laughs> Listen, as soon as both of us went into that place, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and we left that place drunk. Let me tell you, you know, when you are drunk, Come drunk, on. we couldn't even move. We were like grabbing hands, shaking in the street. And now she became Christian. She married, she had children. So that fire that, you know, that I was feeling that hunger. Now I was passing it to my, to my, to my, to my, to my friends. And so after that, I, I, I keep looking for preachings and, you know, Benny him and all of these different preachers that I was encountering and I was so hungry. And then I moved to London. My mom moved to London, but remember, Apart from my aunt, when I was young, I was the first one in my family to become Christian. Wow. That's so I incredible. kept having dreams. I kept having dreams that my mom would be that my mom, that the enemy will use my mom to shut me down. So mm. I knew that as soon as I move in with my mom to London, the enemy will come for me. And it was exactly like that. I started to again to try to commit suicide. Why? Because even though I was Christian, so this is where I come from. Look. Even though I was Christian, even though I had an encounter with Jesus, there were still legal rights around us that we didn't break. There was still a consecration. There was still iniquities. There was still courses that we didn't come against. We didn't uh, repent for that. We didn't renounce. There was still things around. So the Lord and the Holy Spirit allow me to feel his power and his love to bring me closer to him. And then I entered into a process of deliverance. So I remember that was the last time I tried to commit suicide. And I remember now I knew if I call upon the name of Jesus, he's going to come and rescue me. So as I was bleeding on the floor, I started to scream, Jesus, so strong inside of me. Like, I can't do this anymore. Jesus come to me. Suddenly someone knocked at the door and there was a Christian lady. She came inside the house. And I went downstairs and she introduced me to this uh, young impact for young people. And I started to go every Saturday and I started to have now um, mentors, but this time they were prophets. And it was how curious how when I was in darkness, I had witches training me. As soon as I became Christian, now I had prophets training me and let me tell you something witches are prophets witches are prophets and the enemy has now taken them for darkness to use them for their own purpose when in reality they have been called to be the mouth of god and to be prophets and to expand his kingdom so i started to go to this place but now the battle in my house with my mom so remember i was really young but what did i do i started to fast for my mom every week i was praying for her i was repenting i didn't even know anything about deliverance but you know something that i did as soon as i became christian i wanted to know about demonology i started to read about all of these demons and the holy spirit told me no you already come from that you now need to focus in me in the holy spirit in wow. falling in love with me and with my presence so it was like this book of demonology and all of these darkness shut down for me for 10 years wow. and in all of this process of 10 years all i did was 
deliverance. All I did was knowing the Holy Spirit, how important is the Holy Spirit, how everything has to be based on the Holy Spirit, the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of the testimony. And something that I didn't do was I never shared my background with anyone. Wow. And even wow. like until last year, the testimony, yeah, last year was my So first for 10 interview. years, you didn't even share your testimony. Last year was the first year you okay. shared it. I was feeling ashamed. It was like a mark in my life that I always, I share my dad committed suicide, but I never say what happened to us, wow. where we come from, because I was feeling ashamed. So the enemy was bringing that into my life to make me feel like embarrassed of what the Lord did in my life. And it wasn't until last year with my spiritual father in an interview uh, in Rick Nation. And we did the, in the interview on casting out demons. And I shared a little bit of my testimony. And then in January with Jennifer, I shared, she contacted me out of nowhere. And that was the first time that I shared in the, my testimony. So for all these years, oh. I never shared with anyone, even like until recently, people are messaging me, oh, I have known you for all these years and I didn't know that you were dealing with this and you were struggling with this. But now I know that by the power of the testimony. Every time that I go, I know that, Lord, if you allow me to share my testimony. And recently, let me tell you something. There was a person that she was a witch. And she contacted me before I came to the UK. And she said, I think I had an encounter with God. Can I please talk, talk to you? And I was like, oh my Lord, is this fake? Is this, is, this, yeah. is this real? So I called her and she was crying. She had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. So I guide her through a prayer of repentance, a, pr a prayer of deliverance. She accepted Jesus. And after a few hours, she sent me a video of her throwing away all her character readings, all her things. And I was just there crying like, Lord, you allowed me to, to see this. And I was just crying with her because God is so good. Anyway, I got lost. <laughs> so good. No, it's so, so good. One thing that I, in your testimony, it's so this is like your third time really on this type of platform sharing your testimony then. Yeah. That's incredible. And I was thinking about when you were talking about you're this young kid, you're dedicated to darkness, to witchcraft. And then look at you today. You're on this platform. There's 5,500 people watching and you're exposing the works of the darkness, preaching the gospel after all these times of, of almost or trying to commit suicide. And then I, if I got that right, your last time was as you were trying to commit suicide, the lady knocked on your door and you have this radical encounter. And there's many people watching. You guys think you're too far from God. And I'm going like, look at my testimony. Look at your testimony of all that God has brought you out of and all that you're doing. And then one thing I wanted to point out is you were saying, how witchcraft is a counterfeit of the real, right? They're doing blood sacrifices because Christ's blood is the ultimate sacrifices. They're speaking in tongues. And that's because the, we speak in tongues as believers. They're yes. giving a counterfeit prophecy. We give real Ooh. prophecy. And this is one thing that people that go to mediums and psychics and fortune tellers and tarot card readers, they don't realize that they're allowing witches to speak their destiny. Like I have people say, I went to a medium and she said, oh, in three months, you're going to get in a car accident. And then I got in a car accident. It wasn't necessarily that she knew the future is that she spoke death in your future. Like you're yeah. letting her speak these things over you. And even I'll go as far to say there's many believers that watch demonic movies. They watch all these movies now have witchcraft, have sorcery, and they're speaking all this death. And Christians watch this and don't realize they're allowing this into their homes. You're, they're allowing this into their lives. And as you said, one thing I was 
thinking about is how your house was so important, right? The witches would come into your house. You guys were doing rituals at your house. There's something about your home that there's power there. And I think there's many people watching that think it's okay to bring things into my home. It's okay to bring items in. It's okay to watch certain things. Friend, you got to be careful what you're watching in your home. That TV is a supernatural portal and you're allowing mm -hmm. these spirits into your house, not realizing that your house is supposed to be a sacred place. I, I remember when I got saved, God told me, get rid of everything in your house that's not Ooh. of me. And so I took all my TVs, all my video games, every movie of my brothers, my sisters, my parents, I put them all out in this outside garage because the Holy Spirit told me I'm gonna dwell in your home and I can't dwell where there's unholy items. And some people listening right now say, that's absolutely crazy, I would never do that, <laughs> but you'd never do that and you're not seeing revival. See, so there's many people that don't realize they're not willing to do these crazy next level things, but they're not seeing the move of God because God requires that level of sacrifice, that level of commitment. And so I wanted to also touch on something in your testimony. You talk about, and this is something I've always thought about, Julie, is witches healing people. Witches, there's witches that do exorcisms, right? And they do, oh, we're going to cast out a demon. Or they say, like, we're going to cast out an unclean entity, they say. Or we're going to heal people. Or we're going to do, like, white magic. What is the benefit of a witch? I'll tell you what I think about it, and you tell me what you think. But yeah. I've always thought that witches will do, say, healings, or they'll do whatever it could be, like, say somebody can't have a baby and they go to the witch doctor and then all of a sudden they have a baby in my mind the devil will allow some of these things to happen or do some of these things to get people to think that witchcraft works that witchcraft is the way to life to health so he tricks them and that's how he gets them to have faith in witchcraft and the occult what is your thought on witches mm. like you were saying that are healing like your grandma right she was healing people yeah. she was doing all these things why is it that that's even the case so this is what basically I learned seeing that from my great grandmother because she used to move also like in healings. And what happened is that the witches, they can take away a certain problem, but what happened is that they, eh, 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 another problem bring comes mm. without the person knowing. So you were saying a person that can have children, right? So they go to the witch and the, what happened is that this witch is going to kind of like do certain things for the, this person to have a child. And what happened is that the witch, the demon that is causing the barrenness, the person, the woman not being able to have children, this witch will come against that and demons will obey and allow wow. her to give birth. But wow. what happened is that the magic brings a sickness instead so that this person will always keep coming back to the witch with more problems, with more problems and looking for more solutions. So it's not actually that they are healing. Is that like they are giving you something, but in return they are giving, like you know, they are asking for something else. So let's say for an instance that someone couldn't have children, they go to a witch. Now they can have children. Now the baby might be born with infirmities or mm. involved in in drugs and in all of these diff different things. So it's not that they are actually healing, but because they move with demons around, you know, the demons that cause this certain. A, a infertility you know they can be removed for a season but also bring something worse so in reality what they are doing is kind of like opening more portals to the enemy in that in that area
Yeah, and there's people that think, oh, okay, so I'm going to go to a witch. And I've seen this. You can see this on TV. They go and they blow sage and smoke all through the house to try to remove entities. But what they don't realize is they may be moving some demons out, but they're moving other demons in. Oh, and that, yes. and that's the thing is you guys have to realize when you're talking about witches and witchcraft is these people are using demons to gain information. They're using demons to do their spells and do their stuff. And so they have control over the demons in people. So they might say, well, I went to a witch because I was whatever, depressed or at anxiety and it went away but yeah you also like you said you have five other things that those demons came in and really the end of the road when and I want to just give this warning to everybody watching because there's people watching in here that say oh I'm practicing witchcraft I'm doing it right now and this is gonna this video will literally bring people out of witchcraft bring people out of Satanism this is the devil's goal to use you then to toss you to the side so when he's done with your two-year plan or five-year plan or whatever it is he'll get you to kill yourself he'll get you to yeah. kill other people he'll get you to he, he could care less about you so once he's done using you he tosses you to the side because he's that he's that hireling he's the you know he rents the house he doesn't buy it he doesn't take care of it what God does is God says I'm going to take you in when the devil throws you out and you're beat down and broken wow. I'm going to heal you I'm going to deliver you for the rest of your life God is a God that says I want to do this for the rest of your life I want to give you children I want to give you peace I want to give you joy so I just want to tell somebody right here prophetically that's in witchcraft right now watching that the devil is a user and he's a loser he wants to use you he doesn't care about you he doesn't love you there's there's people watching right now that have demons that think they think the demons love them right the demon told them well i love you i care about you i want to be married to you and people have relationships as you did i mean you had a relationship with that principality and you gain relationship and trust with them but but ultimately every one of them have the same goal and that goal is to still kill and to destroy and so i want to warn many of you that think this is all fun and games you think it's no big deal oh, i'm just playing ouija board it's all fun and games until you can't get the demon to leave you it's all fun and games oh. until that you're cutting yourself as julie was sacrificing blood to those demons as the man at the tombs the bible says was cutting himself with rocks those demons are blood thirsty they need that blood for for the power source and many of you guys watching think it's innocent and i want to really challenge you let me just let's go into i know we've been going here for a while such good stuff seriously one of the most powerful testimonies i've ever heard in my life you're inc you're incredible at communicating it whether you think this or not you're incredible at communicating these truths and communicating the fact that the devil is continuing to counterfeit and we as the church we need to pursue the real we need to go after deliverance we need to pursue prophecy the bible says don't despise prophecy but mm. to pursue it to pursue speaking in tongues to pursue the gifts of the holy spirit so i want to challenge many of you to pursue the real authentic don't be scared of it i know a lot of people come out of the occult and now they're afraid of getting into the spiritual gifts yeah. as you said you were but no pursue these things this is what god has designed the devil has stolen the devil has perverted but god has designed it okay julie so now you're a christian you're saved you're now doing deliverance you told me earlier that you were on the deliverance map you've done over a hundred in-person deliverance talk a little bit about what was your first encounter with deliverance what was the first time you got into it because i know you said for like years you weren't really that involved in the supernatural you were kind of like you know weren't sharing your testimony when did you get into casting out demons how did you get learn about it you started doing it you've done you know now over 100 one-on-one -on -one deliverances talk to us a little bit about some of the deliverances you've done and, and how you got involved with this so let me let me let me finish by sharing this part of the testimony that is also related with the with deliverance so what happened in these 10 years right 
I have been experiencing different type of deliverance in myself. So this is when the Lord started to talk to me about iniquities, about covenants, about all of these mm. things. So I'm teaching deliverance based on my testimony and you can see my fruits. You can see what the Lord has done in me, in my mom. You know, my mom now is a pastor. She was delivered. She, she wasn't yes. free. So when I used to, when I used to pray to God, God deliver my, my, my mom. He gave me more of what I was asking for. Now she runs a deliverance ministry in Spanish. She she went, she used to go all around Europe doing deliverances. Now she's moving with me to Colombia. We are going to be working together in here. So see, you know, never stop praying and fasting for that person because, so you know, good. your prayers and your fasting is not going to fall on the ground. Okay. So what happened was that to end with this. So I became Christian, all of that stuff. I came to London and... I, I have now these prophets training me, you know, in, the, in different areas. And remember, I was, I was Christian by now, right? So I met my husband, I got pregnant, and I never shared with him about my testimony. Remember, I was ashamed. I used wow. to hate my past. He didn't know anything about witchcraft, anything. All he knew was that, was that my dad committed suicide and that's it. One day he came when I was pregnant with my firstborn and he told me, I had a dream. And I was like, okay, tell me. He told me, and an indigenous, like a weird thing in the dream. Remember this uh, Wakaipuro, this principality, the, it, it dresses as a, how do you call it, indigenous? Is yeah, that yeah, like an indigenous right? person, yeah. yeah, like tribal or. Yeah, yes. He told me like this indigenous came to my dream and he started to ask me for permission to come to you. And wow. I told him like, no, no, no. And I was like, what? And I told him, how does it look like? Like, tell me how he started to explain to me. And I sat with him. I remember we were in a, in a, in a park and I shared with him my testimony. I told him I was, you know, I was a, a given to this, to this. I explained to him the whole thing. And now I called my mom. Now my mom was Christian. She was starting to do deliverance in, in herself, in me. And I told her, I think this demon is still around. I used to, I still as a Christian, feel this demon coming, closing the doors, mm. touching my legs. And I didn't know how to get rid of that. Like, I'm like, God, I'm Christian now. I'm pregnant I can't share with this with anyone because I'm going to feel like people are going to call me crazy. So I was battling with all of that. And what happened? I told my mom and my mom told me, do you still have the, the gold coin? And I was like, I remember the covenant, the object that I had with this demon now wow. because the demons understand authority. So now my husband was my authority. So now wow. be before he came to my mom and to my father to gain access to me, right? Now, because my husband became now my authority, we became one flesh. Now he's my authority. He was coming to my husband asking for permission to come to me. So what happened was that we throw the, the, the coin, the object. We started to break covenants. We started to, you know, detach myself from that spirit, attaching myself to the Holy Spirit. So that's when we started to learn about deliverance and about, wow, even though you are a Christian, but you can be a still Come be, on. you know, a, a, a demons come and chase you in dreams and touch you and do things on you. 
Why? Because there are legal rights. So you need yep. to ask yourself what type of legal or legal rights the enemy has in your life. Maybe something that you give him access to. Maybe it's through generational courses of iniquities. Maybe it's because you watch something. Or maybe it's because you committed fornication. You became one flesh with the person. And now you are channeling all those demons. And this is why, so careful, guys, like having sex before yep. you get married yep. it's not like oh you're being legalistic oh you cannot watch that thing because you're being legalistic i always say this what type of consecration do you want to reach how deep in the spirit do you want to go with the holy spirit right it's up wow. it's up to you and when you are fornicating with someone else let me tell you something you become one flesh right one piece of your soul goes to this person and yes. this person goes to you because the soul is defragmented the Defragmented, I think it's called in yeah, English, yeah, right? Yeah. And what happened is that it creates a filter. So all the demons that this person has now pass to you. And, you know, there is there a mix of demons. And this is why I have so many people coming saying, I don't know why I'm dealing with suicide. And then I ask them, have you had sex? And they say, yes, I did. And we identify that the person that they have sex with was dealing with suicide thoughts with depression so now these demons are attached to them and they are dealing with the same thing until they don't repent they don't break those things and they close the door the person is not set free so this is why you know be careful and i got lost again guys sorry so, <laughs> so much stuff in my mind no it's so good and then oh yeah so that's basically how um like we got set free and deliverance that's when i started to have like heart deliverance of you know, vomiting, these demons like chasing me. And but the Lord in all that way, He manifested, He He guided me, He helped me. I wasn't doing deliverance on people, but I believe that my first platform was the street. Me mm. and my son, my, my two-year-old, he was he is seven now. We used to go to the street, give food to homeless, pray for the homeless, and prophesy to the homeless. People in the street used to call me a witch. With, wow. Because I used to give like word of knowledge and I used to be scared of that. Like, Lord, am I praying? Am I moving in witchcraft? What, what is this? What is happening? Until uh, my next leader, he, he confirmed to me like, you know, you have a prophetic mantle. The Lord has called you, you know, to be a prophet. I never call myself a prophet. This is what the Lord has called me to do. A lot of people say, oh, you are calling yourself a prophet no i will never say hey my name is prophet julie lopez i say my name is julie lopez but i know who i am in christ this is what the lord has called me to be and i don't care what people say this is who i am and now i know that the lord has called me to do this so that's how i started and then how i started in deliverance so after the process right i joined rick nation with my spiritual father an amazing man of uh, god and he started to train me into the prophetic, right? So he started to like teach me now. I went into a different level in the prophetic through prophecies. He started to train me, uh, you know, how to give prophecies, how to be careful with certain things. So I went also through a process of deliverance with, with, uh, with him. And then when I graduated from the school of the prophets and apostles that uh, he has yearly, 
uh, his spiritual mom, Dr. Charleston, he gave me a prophecy of deliverance. And wow. I was already having this thing in my, in my heart, like, oh, deliverance. Like, so many people, I like, bind by iniquities, by this. And the Lord has set me free from this. Lord, use me in this area. I want to help as many people as possible. As soon as she gave me that prophecy, I activated what she released to me. Because this is why some, many of you, you don't see your prophecies come to pass. Because you are sitting there waiting for your prophecy come to come on. to pass. Sometimes you have to activate the come prophecy on. that was given to you. So what I did after that prophecy, I found you. I went to your deliverance map and I just started on. to put myself in Spain, in Colombia, in the, in the UK. I told my husband, create for me a website. Let's do one-to-one -one deliverance. I don't know. I don't even know uh, what, how is this going to be done, but I had so much hunger and the Lord was setting me free. And I just started to do one-on-one deliverance every single day. Sometimes it will take me three, four hours, Come five on, hours. Say it, say but it. I learn in the process how to be effective and partnering with the Holy Spirit. That is so important. You partner with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will show you this and this and this. And now I realized now after after like eight months, I was, I was, I was tired and I was telling the Holy Spirit, how can I reach more people? How can I not just do one-on-ones? Like, teach me, show me, how can I do this? And he told me, you're going to open a mentorship program and you're going to start teaching about what I have shown you over the past few years that I have been taking notes and you are going to be going in deep into these areas. So I opened a mentorship program and in last November, then now I actually closed today so, pe so people can join because now I am in a different mission now. And, you know, over this time, over 2,000 people joined. Wow. Uh, I did like massive deliver deliverance on Zoom, a lot of testimonies. So that's kind of like how um, I started. And that's when the Holy Spirit gave me green light. Now you can learn about demonology. Now you can go deeper in, into these things because now you are ready. You have a foundation, which is the Holy Spirit. You are not going to mix things. And that's why I, this is why. Let me tell you something. When a lot of people come to me and they say, like, I need deliverance from the spirit of mermaid and they start naming all these demons. And I'm like, are you actually learning about all, all of these demons instead of like learning about the, come whole, on, the Holy Spirit? Come on, <laughs> The there. foundation, the foundation yeah. of everything is the Holy Spirit for deliverance, for the prophetic, for prophetic acts. Everything should be guided by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit should be your foundation. So that's how I started. That's so good. I love how you said that for a couple years, God wasn't letting you learn about demonology or demons or spiritual warfare because he wanted your foundation to be on the Holy Spirit, on Jesus. And that is such a good word for everybody watching here because here's the bottom line, okay? There's a lot of you watching. You would not be watching this if it was about prayer. Like that's just the bottom line. You wouldn't be watching yeah. this if it was about fasting. You wouldn't be, the numbers are 5,500 people right now because people are interested in spiritual warfare, supernatural. And that's great. We want you to be here, okay? Don't click off saying fine i'll leave we want you to be here we love that but the question also has to be do you know basic doctrine do you know basic theology do you know basic principles of salvation right of um prayer of fasting of reading the word because all of this demonology is all good and deliverance is great but it's not a substitute for having a relationship with jesus and i think a lot of people want to be like the sons of skiva like i cast out in the name of whom paul preaches about like i cast out in the name of whom isaiah preaches about but they don't want true relationship which takes effort and time and energy and focus so i would challenge a lot of you watching that all you care about is 
demons and casting out demons and deliverance and all that to not only care about that, but also care about what does my prayer life look like? What does my intimacy with Christ look like? What does my fasting look like? How much time am I spending in the word? How much time am I spending fasting? These are all important things to know. And and then I, I want to just point out this, Julie, you say you went and got on the map, made a website, started just doing the work. And that's such a word for us tonight is, man, we spend so much time thinking one day that word's going to come to pass. One day I'm going to be this deliverance guy. One day I'm going to cast out demons instead of saying, no, I'm actually going to go apply to be on the map. I'm actually going to go out to the street. I'm actually going to go make a website. I'm going to go learn how to do this, do that. God's not going to do it for you guys. God is the helper, not the doer. The Holy Spirit's the helper. So he helps us do the work. He's the co-worker. He's the great co-mission. We're on a mission with him. But for many of you tonight, God is challenging you saying it's time for you to step out and do the work. Julie, what an incredible, incredible testimony. I will say this with everybody watching. This will not be hopefully the last time that you're on the broadcast. I would love to have you on again. Maybe next time we can do some teaching, talking about deliverance, talking about, I know there's a lot that you could share on that, but I would love you. I want, I would love for you. And I want to respect your time, but I would love for you to pray with the chat, pray with everybody watching. I know we've been going for about an hour and a half here. I would love just to pray a prayer of deliverance, a prayer of freedom. Hey, maybe there's somebody watching Julie that's in the occult. Maybe there's somebody watching in witchcraft. Maybe there's a house right now that has curses on it that has witchcraft in it i would just love for you to pray let's just break those things let's just let's just see freedom and deliverance right now if you don't mind doing that that would be awesome just to pray for the chat let me let me let me finish with this and is yeah. that the 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 deepest of your deliverance is the deepest of your repentance so his deliverance is connected to repentance, is connected to also to forgiving because some demons attach to unforgiveness. So maybe what you are dealing with is because you are you haven't detached yourself from that person, you haven't forgiven because you are living in sin, because you wow. are allowing these things to come inside your house. So I say something, and I'm going to be honest, I don't like to waste my time. Right? So I don't like to come and people help me, help me. Yes, I help you. Yes, I pray for you and I don't want to answer you, but don't come to me again and tell me I need prayers. And then I see you in different chats, asking for deliverance, asking for, eh, eh, eh. Listen, the Holy Spirit, deliverance is the bread of the yes. children. Okay, you shouldn't be begging for deliverance to anyone. You should be begging to the Holy Spirit. He is the only one that you should be come going on. to. And also... We are here to help you, but you guys need to do your, your part. This is yes. a teamwork, and it's not just about a lot of ministers giving and giving and giving, and you guys like just receiving and receiving and just being there like these animals that suck everything and they don't keep Come anything on. in return. Okay? So, but I just want us to pray right now, and I believe that as we are praying, I want you to invite the Holy Spirit, even if you just you know, came in here as, as you know, and you are involved in the occultism because you wanted to see what this is. Let me tell you something, you know, my Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever the same Jesus that was on the cross came to Come rescue on. me, now is coming to rescue you. So just all you have to do is just open your heart to him and just surrender all. And I know that a lot of people that come from the occultism, they start saying, oh, I'm going to lose my power. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. But let me tell you something. There's nothing more beautiful than surrender to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to take control over your life. Let me tell you just that. What I found in Jesus, in Christ, and with the Holy Spirit, I haven't found it anywhere Come else. On. And I know that things sometimes might get like crazy, but I know like, you know what, God, I know that, you know, if I'm under your will, 
I have everything. If I have the Holy Spirit, I have everything. If I don't have the Holy Spirit, I have nothing. I feel lost. I feel empty. So this is why the Holy Spirit should be important in our lives. So, Father, we just give you thanks, Father, for this time. Father, thank you, Father, for everyone, Father, that is watching live, for everyone, Father, that is going to come, Father, later on to watch this live. And I just, Father, declare right now, Father, an atmosphere of freedom. I just ask you, Lord, that you remove every veil that's been, Father, and, and stopping that spiritual senses, that spiritual eyes, Father, from seeing you, everything that has been stopping, Father, their spiritual ears. We just remove those blockages right now now in Jesus mighty name we break father the veil that the enemy has been trying to put in their life we break the veil father that the enemy has been trying to bring in their houses and I just declare father right now would you Holy Spirit would you shake and remove every darkness in their life I just declare right now that you are going, Father, to expose the darkness in their life, Father, but no for condemnation, but for redemption, Father, right now. I just give you thanks for what you are doing, Father, and I just come against, Father, every spirit of suicide, every spirit of depression, every spirit of anxiety, and I just command them to leave, Father, yes, right yes. now in Jesus' mighty name. I even see someone in here. There is a is a woman in here that has here like a like a like a ball in here, and the decree of the doctor has been cancer. But Father, with the authority that you have given me, Father, I reverse that decree, and I made Father right now a bigger decree, declaring Father healing. I drive Father every infirmity, every every cancer, Father, and I command every spirit of infirmity, every spirit that has been attached, Father, to her bloodline, Father, right now to live right now we remove the power we remove father those decrees right now in jesus name and by the blood of jesus we just declare father healing and i just declare father right now father that everyone that's watching father right now their spiritual senses father to be activated right now their dreams ambitions father being activated right now in jesus name i just declare father supernatural encounters father and those of them that have been hungry for your presence that have been hungry father to know more of you I just declare Holy Spirit that you will visit, visit them Father even in dreams that you will give them even supernatural encounters and I just give you thanks Father for the army that you are raising Father in this hour for the army Father that you are raising Father in this hour thank you for the army I see an army raising up yes. army that moves in deliverance, that, move, that they don't have excuses, that they don't have rules, that they are just going to be guided by the Holy Spirit and go into the enemy's camp. Thank you, Father. I come against every retaliation, every counterattack, every premature death, every accident, Father, in our lives and in their lives. And I just declare right now, Father, a wall of fire, declaring, Father, that we will leave this earth finish we won't leave the, this earth father before our time but we will leave this earth finish i cover them father right now with the blood of jesus and thank you holy spirit of glory and on honor belongs to you in jesus mighty name Amen. Amen. Incredible, incredible. One of the most powerful testimonies I've ever heard. Julie, I definitely know, I know you already know this, but I'm just saying here publicly, God is raising you up as an end time warrior in these last days. I appreciate you, your ministry, what you've done, those that you've helped get set free, you teaching on deliverance. I'm like, I'm in your corner. I'm cheering you on. I want, I want more people <laughs> teaching on it. I want more people preaching about it, training up the church, exposing darkness. I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on this platform and share your testimony. I know you've only shared it once or twice 
twice before. So it does mean a lot. I know it won't be the, the last time that you share your testimony and hopefully not the last time you've been on the broadcast. Before I get you off here, is there anywhere that you'd want to point people they can find you? I know I have your YouTube channel linked down below. Is there anything else you'd like to say before I get you off or you'd like to announce that you have any events, anything like that? So at the moment, as I said, I moved to Colombia with a mission. So this is why kind of like I closed my mentorship program. So the mission is um, to raise 7,000 apostles and prophets in Latin America. So this is why I'm here in Colombia to train people in the prophetic and at, at the same time deliverance. So you can follow me on Instagram. I have also have a website, a Rick Latin website. So you guys can see there all the things that you are, that uh, uh, we are we are doing there so awesome yeah. hey maybe next time we have you on we talk about the prophetic that would be awesome to do a teaching oh on yes that. that would be awesome that would be yes. awesome julie thank you so much for being on tonight i'm going to message you after this because i want to bless you as well but thank you so much for being on what an incredible time tonight oh thank you so much for having me and i hope to be back soon yes so we can awesome. cast some demons out <laughs> yes awesome god, god bless, bless you julie you. thank you Bye, have thank a good you. night god bless Bye. What an incredible time tonight, guys. I want to challenge you to sow into this. I want to bless her significantly tonight. You heard what she said. She moved on a mission. She's in Colombia. If you're not, if you haven't given to the broadcast, if you're not a multi-partner, pray about doing that because I do want to bless her. Guys, was that not such an incredible testimony? Listen, we are doing our best to bring on these people every single week to bring on new guests and to share. Last week, we had someone that was a drag queen. This week, we had someone that was in witchcraft and a witch for years. And we're just having all, all of these powerful people come on that are sharing with you guys pouring into you guys and so pray about partnering monthly pray about giving into this so that we can bless these people we bring on again they don't ask for anything they're giving their time into this for free but i do feel like it's the right thing to do to bless them so i'm like i'm just man what an incredible time i was just getting rocked as she was sharing exposing enemy and i think she did such a good job at sharing about witchcraft but not going into crazy detail like she said i don't want to go into detail on the spells and all that because we don't want to spark a curiosity in you guys to go look this stuff up okay the reason why we're doing this is so you can come here learn about it and get trained in a godly way and you don't have to go look up you know how to do this or how to do that we don't want you guys getting curious looking up how to do spells how to do witchcraft we want to expose the enemy help people come out of this lifestyle, make you guys realize how real the war is and how real the enemy is. And then we go out, we preach the gospel, we cast out demons, we lay hands on the sick. So incredible guys, 52 people, 50, I think we peaked at 5,500 on live, which is absolutely amazing. If everybody gave a dollar, that would be far above and beyond what we need. So if you would, please pray about sewing, please pray about giving. If you're not a monthly partner, the link's down below. It's on the screen, it's in the comments. Pray about giving monthly to the ministry. We do this every week we're on episode 108 if you're new welcome what we do now is we read the donations we thank everybody and then we'll hang out for a little bit here thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the revival lifestyle podcast if you like what you heard go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on facebook youtube and instagram at isaiah saldivar see you next week